From 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm Matt. And I'm Adam. Choo choo, Adam. I feel like we have been debating trains all day in we, the apartment. We've had a lot of debates in the apartment it, today. It's been very heated today. Very heated, Catherine, honestly. Catherine just said, I find it really annoying that you just make stupid arguments. And I'm like, that is a broad statement if I've ever heard one. But I was like, I disagree with you. I don't think that definitionally makes me wrong or my argument stupid. But regardless, trains. Let's talk trains. And last night, the trains were shut down. Mm. And I don't know if you noticed this up on your high and mighty tower, but I still heard trains all night. Yes. I was thinking about that myself when I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And, and you I heard, heard a G train. train. And you know why you heard a train? Why is that? Because the trains were still running. And do you know why the trains were still running? Why is that? Because New York City, the subway system is meant to run 24-7. Mm-hmm. And you can't just shut it down. There's nowhere for the trains. Continue. So think about buses for a minute, right? Dana told us that you can't go to Floyd Bennett Field right now because that's where they're storing all the buses mm. that are not in use right now. Right, but you can't do that with trains. You can't. You can't do that with trains. On track. Exactly. And when the subway system shuts down, it actually takes a lot of time because they have to shuttle all the trains to parts of the system where they think the trains will be safe. So for Hurricane Sandy, they shut down the trains and they moved all the trains around and they left the trains, you know, one next to each other in parts of the system. Mm. But you can't do that with this because you need people to be able to get to the trains to get it up and running four hours later. So mm. in fact, what they did is they just ran ghost trains. So all of last night, the trains were making the normal stops, but nobody was getting on or off. Wow. So it seems like shutting the subway, that just makes it sound even more ineffective and pointless than I already thought it was. Correct. Truly correct. It does make me feel better, though, that without major changes in how the schedule operates, it would be very hard for them to make this go on on a permanent basis. Right. And I really hope that not, that's not the case. As we've talked about many times and on this show, that would be horrible for to... service workers and it would also be terrible for New York's nightlife. Agree. Agree completely. So let's, let's give our friend a call, though, who is in a place where there are definitely no subways, big car culture place out in the sunny skies of Arizona. Hello. Hey, Zab. Welcome to Coronapod. Hey, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm uh, very excited to be here. We are. We are very happy to have you. Thank you for for taking some time out of your day off to join us. And I, I emphasize you, day off because you started a new job pretty recently, right? Yeah, um, I am still uh, deemed an essential worker for one of my jobs. Um, and uh, so I'm pretty lucky compared to a lot of people right now. And what is the essential work that you're doing? So I work at a Nectar, which is a juice bar that sells $12 smoothies. Oh. 
I'm honestly, I have to admit, I've never been to a Nectar, but I am the biggest sucker for smoothies like that. I absolutely love overpriced smoothies. Not saying Nectars are overpriced, but just saying. Well, they were not even are. Somebody once described it as uh, the Nordstrom version of Jamba Juice, and I thought that was uh, very accurate. Mm. So, you're working at a juice bar which is considered essential in Arizona. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> people need their green juices, man. And, and so how are you getting juice to people? Are people coming into the store, or is it delivery only? Is it pickup only? You know, what, what's, how's it working? So what was originally supposed to happen, because we're, we're a franchise um, uh, off of a corporate uh, chain, but we're, we're a single franchise, so our owners kind of get, got to decide what they wanted to do uh, prior to any state mandates um, regarding restaurants. So what we were originally supposed to do was to just do mobile orders only, where people order on their app, and then they say, hey, I'm John, I'm here for my mobile order, and we bring it to them at the door. Um, however, uh, you know, that has... Uh, Surprisingly, um, not been the case. We're still accepting walk-in orders. You just can't sit down in the cafe. But uh, business is pretty much the same um, as it was before all of this, except for we don't have people sitting down at tables. So you're telling me that despite everything that's going on, you're selling the same number of $12 juices as you were, you know, before. Yeah, honestly, it shocked me how busy we still are there are we're still doing great which is wonderful for um i really like my uh my bosses the owners um but people really don't seem to be given too much of a shit Um, and we're we're still accepting credit cards we're still taking cash we're we're still interacting with people pretty much as closely as we were before um the coronavirus are are your customers like lining up six feet away from each other? Are they wearing masks? Are you wearing masks? What's what's kind of the, the situation? Are people being cautious or? Uh, we are not wearing masks, which I am rather surprised that we weren't mandated to. Uh, we are obviously wearing gloves just because we are in food service and that's mandatory regardless of the situation. Uh, but I would say probably 20% of the customers are wearing masks. Um, we do do like curbside pickup, so we'll still take things out to people's cars, so that definitely helps with the social distancing. But a lot of people uh, don't really seem to um, comply with the, the six-foot rule. That is, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because <laughs> we're in New York. Everyone here is wearing masks. Uh, everyone seems to be being very careful uh, because the spread in New York has been so so severe and so it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting to hear about your experience where people seem to not be taking this as seriously i'm curious what are you hearing from you know management of your company what are they telling you about how to stay healthy how to stay safe when you're open you're interacting with customers and and you're not wearing a mask yeah, I think probably the um, kind of that week of March 
uh, it was like Friday the 13th is all I remember, but it was that, that week of March, I think like 8th or 9th, um, when I think everywhere in the U.S. things started to get pretty real. Um, I, I, we got a lot of letters from uh, the corporate office as well as um, advice from our owners just about sanitizing every surface, washing your hands. Uh, but kind of after that week or so, there really hasn't been much uh, emphasis on um, distance or, or safety. We, we, you know, we're still, you know, following all normal food service health guidelines, but in addition to that, there's really not much uh, are, going on. Are um, you... And it, it is kind of shocking. Are you worried? I mean, you you live with your family. I mean, are you worried about catching COVID and bringing it home because, you know, your employer isn't taking the, the necessary steps? Or is the feeling that Arizona isn't New York City, it's not nearly as bad, don't need to be as cautious? I think uh, I feel, I, I get mixed feelings about it because for probably the, the month of March, um, I, I was definitely very nervous and scared, um, but kind of the malaise that has settled on all Arizona has kind of affected me, where it, it doesn't seem that real anymore, it doesn't seem as that big of a risk, which is stupid on my part, my, my dad is immunocompromised, um, so every precaution that I can be taking, I should be taking, um, and same with my parents, but nobody really seems, in my life at least, really seems to be taking it too seriously at this, this point. It was it was serious for a while, and then people kind of got over it, I guess. So, I guess, two questions. One, like, what do you think is next for Arizona? You know, what, what decisions do you think the government will, will make? And then, do you kind of agree with that decision-making, or do you think that you know, they should continue the status quo or they should perhaps become even more strict? Well, I mean, compared to New York, because um, I have a sister living in, uh, out in Bed-Stuy, and so getting her take on everything, um, you know, is, is the, the contrast between uh, both the uh, severity of cases. You know, I think Arizona has just over 400 deaths versus New York has, I think, around... 20,000, uh, 20,000, yeah, or something like that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I may be very off base there, but, you know, the, there is a large difference even in the number of cases. Um, but, you know, the coronavirus is still a virus. It, it doesn't change based on, on your location. So I, I do think that um, people are being too blase about it. I remember um, because prior to, uh, I think it was the 20th, the 19th was when uh, our governor, Governor Doug Ducey, um, came out with uh, stay-at-home orders, uh, which we're, we're, we're definitely the, the uh, last kind of third of states to introduce uh, orders like that. Um, and I was still working at a gym at that point, and a gym in which people would regularly come up to me and say, I, I hope you guys don't close, you know, this is such BS. People are freaking out. A lot of people believe that it was a liberal media hype. And I got I heard that a lot um, while I was working at the gym. And it, it made me very angry because, you know, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the scope of the issue. Um, and 
not that I know anymore now, but I, I would say I th- the stay-at-home orders that were issued in late March I think should stay in effect through uh, middle of June. Um, they're currently set to be reevaluated on the 15th of this month. Um, so the governor has set the date as April 15th and moved it to April 30th. Then uh, it was moved to May 15th. So I think we're going to see a delay once or twice more. And, and I personally agree with that just because looking at the, the there's no trend in, in data at this moment. Um, so that I can see for Arizona specifically. You know, everything seems to be stable, but there's no decrease and there's no, you know, clear picture of the number of cases and whether these orders are effective or if they need to be stricter or less strict. You know, we haven't been in, in lockdown long enough. So one kind of hypothetical question for you. You're very lucky in that one of your jobs is still available to you. Um, mm-hmm. if, if coronavirus cases started to rise a little bit in Arizona and there was a discussion about a stricter order, one that would, you know, end your job at Nectar, how would you respond to that? You know, balancing the potential benefit of a stricter lockdown versus, you know, the loss of income to so many people like yourself. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, I would file for un- unemployment. Um, that would be uh, step number one for me. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't. I think people are getting, especially here, and I'm sure everywhere, people are getting very restless. Um, people are, especially in Arizona, a lot of the arguments I've heard is that we've, you know kind of missed our prime season, in quotes, because, you know, March, April, May are kind of our our nicest months of the year where people go to bars, people go sit outside at restaurants, and now it's about to get, you know, hotter than hell. So I think people, people in general are getting really restless. I personally, um, you know, there's been... You know, like like I said, I am looking to still have a job. If if I didn't have this job, I'm not sure what I would do with my time. Um, but you know, if if that had if that had to happen in order for cases to to um, drop dramatically in Arizona, I'm in a position where I would be financially and mentally okay with that happening. But I know not everybody is. I'm curious, you've hinted at this a little bit, but, you know, Arizona is a pretty red state, and you've hinted at some of the skepticism of public health guidelines that you've noticed. What are you hearing from your coworkers, from other people you may be interacting with in Arizona about lifting the lockdown or, or reopening things? Um, and how, how has that made you feel about, um, people's take on, on public health? Um, well, one thing that, that I found rather disheartening in recent days, um, and this is more from the government itself, um, was that, uh, both the, uh, ASU and I believe U of A had a team of, re- those are two local states, state schools, uh, universities, um, both had teams of independent researchers kind of mapping and charting 
COVID cases and COVID data, and the uh, go- uh, the governor's office has asked them to stop their their research because they want all information going through them. Um, you know, all public information about COVID mapping and the just the raw data um, to come from the governor's office, which is rather concerning. Um, the kind of crushing of that independent research. I, I don't know the purpose of that or the intent, um, but that, that's definitely concerning. Um, in terms of people in general, a lot of my, my coworkers at, at the Juice Bar share very similar concerns as me, that there's really little protections in place for us, um, but we're all in a position where we need the job that we have, so we're going to continue working kind of no matter what. Um, but yeah, in general, I would say, say the mood for, from a lot of people is that this this is stupid. That, that the the lockdown in general is stupid, and it is crippling many economies across the globe. Um, and so, I would say the economic concern is is paramount, as well as the I hear a lot the um, uh, the kind of argument of basic freedoms in the U.S. of not being able to leave your house, not being able to open your business, things like that. So, Zab, one one final question on a lighter note, and then we'll let you enjoy the rest of your day off. What is, if Nat and I make it to Arizona and you're still working at Nectar or uh, someone else is there to take our order at Nectar, or maybe we use the mobile app, what is the best drink to get at nectar like smoothie juice or acai bowl you gotta be specific i feel like juice yeah i was gonna say juice Juice, yeah unless that's a mistake and we should go smoothie no i personally i always go with the greeny um it's very uh earthy in flavor um and it's only for hardcore juice heads out there what's it got it's got kale it's got celery fennel parsley spinach, other stuff, lemon. Wow. Very minimal fruit fruit in that one, but uh, I highly recommend it. I also like the little beet. I'm a big beet juice person. Um, love the way that it tints my teeth, uh, you know, disquieting shade of red. <laughs> it sounds like a picture of health. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, we hope you stay healthy. We hope you keep your job, and best wishes to you and the... Uh, the whole squad back in Phoenix. Um, enjoy, right. survive the heat, survive the virus, and uh, hopefully see you soon. See you soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Absolutely crazy. States that are not are it's not taken so, seriously. So different from here. I mean, just that people. Twenty percent of people wearing masks. I mean, to be fair. What four weeks ago that was the case here? Maybe I don't know. Well, lost track I think of time, even like. Right, like, it, only a week ago did it become mandatory in the U.S. But I think, like, if anyone saw a juice bar open here, people would be like, no, like, GTFO. Mm-hmm. Like, that mm-hmm. is not allowed. You can, you can order some juices uh, for delivery, but none of them are open. I got to say, though, all this talk of uh, the juice bar has me craving a juice or a smoothie. I mean, just absolutely absolutely craving it so i will uh be dreaming of that as i head to bed tonight
to all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. This has been Coronapod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay healthy. And for those of you who are wondering what the connection of this closing music is to what we were talking about, this is Juicy by Biggie Smalls to quench our thirst for a green juice. Chronopod is brought to you by Momo the Cat. Follow her at Momo underscore is underscore a underscore cat.